Mm, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the second ever edition of our new Pointless podcast that goes up every Thursday. I am Sean Anderson, joined by my co-host Joe DeLeon and We're special good. guest Jake Fire. And hello, everybody. Welcome back to Get to the Point. We're taking your phone calls at 617-779-0985. Fellas, how are we doing today? Uh, we're doing pretty good. For anybody that doesn't know, Jake was chomping at the bit over here because he really wanted to do the introduction, but I did. We couldn't let him do that. Was pretty good though. Hey, uh, I like. I like. Catch me on uh, Sunday Night Football with uh, Al Michaels <laughs> and Chris Collinsworth. Was that your personal phone number? That was uh, ninety-eight five the Sports Hub number. So oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. I really you, hope they you start getting calls. Ninety-eight five the Sports Hub number. <laughs> you have that memorized. I'm a frequent flyer when it comes to that show. I call often. You've jo- called in before. Have you been on the? Sh- wait, what show have you been on? Or have you not Felger, actually? Felger and Maz. Felger and Maz. You, you have actually 100% fun been fact, on Felger and Maz. Fun fact, me and Maz go to the same Dunkin' Donuts. Have you seen him before? I have. Joe, you're missing the big point here. Yes. I hope somebody, I, no one's going to tune in, but somebody needs to call that station asking for Jake Fire. I don't, go, under, the I don't go under the name of Jake Fire. Oh, what, what's, your, <laughs> what's, your, what's your radio alias? Well, uh, uh, are some, you, wait, wait, are you Mike from Woburn? Is that who you no, are? I'm actually, I'm actually <laughs> one of the Ralph from Holdens. That's another one. Why wouldn't you just give out your... Well, you have an I, awesome name. I started calling when I was a kid, so I, did, I got to go over the adult name of Ralph. That was my thought. <laughs> how many, so how many adult Ralphs have you met to this date? Nilch. <laughs> why do I feel though like 10-year-old Jake Fire was calling in and you had the same exact voice at the time when you were 10? It was terrible. The same charisma <laughs> Wait, <you> also. Actually? <laughs> I was calling. I was, I was asking the worst question of oh. all time. They yeah. laughed me off the what's a, a couple <laughs> times. What's an, what's an example of, of a question that you've oh, asked? Oh, man. One time I asked about... Uh, I, don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know. This, for example, I, t- I said, like, because weed was legal in Colorado, I said, are the Denver Broncos players allowed to consume it? And it was, they laughed me off the air, and that was about that. That's, that's, not, really, that's, that's, that's not really fair. That's really great. <laughs> what do you mean it's not fair? I'm Well, I'm sure that Joke Jake sounded somewhat younger to laugh off a kid for a, you know, a certain general question. So great. Question. That's awesome radio. I mean, it, it, that it's is good radio content, radio. but for I would like to see a host encourage a kid, not no, laugh him no, off. No, no, mm. you have to get laughed off. Every successful radio personnel ever that's called in Immedi- and started by calling in, gotten laughed off, gotten trashed. That's how they got started. Immediately, I just felt my face get so red. I was just, <laughs> oh, that's a, a great story. It was a tough day. <laughs> tough, day for, <laughs> tough day for young Ralph. <laughs> so you think you might have been uh, judged unfairly? I think it was a, a fair fair judgment. I think it was a bad question for, for radio talk. And, uh, you know, I should have just known better. Ten-year-old Ralph, come on. And our <laughs> so that's going to be a pretty smooth transition into our uh, soon-to-be reoccurring bit on the Pointless podcast, Potential Hall of Famers, because we feel like it's a nostalgic piece and a nostalgic bit that people like to listen to. Jake, you came in with a really interesting one. Chad Johnson. Other day, I saw a Twitter image of Chad Johnson rocking the gold HOF jacket on the Bengal sideline, and I thought, you know what, he d- he does deserve his his shot to be in the Hall of Fame. He has eleven thousand receiving yards over eleven seasons, and there's guys in the Hall of Fame that have done more with less, and they're in it with ten thousand, such as Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp has ten thousand sixty receiving yards, and uh, he's in the Hall of Fame on more seasons than. Chad Johnson had. Ocho Cinco also was probably the best receiver in the league for two to three years. Yep, he had six all-star, uh, uh, what is it called, all-pro, Pro Bowl appearances. Yep, Pro Bowl. And he led the NFL in receiving yards in 2006, fun fact. 
I mean, I think another interesting with Ocho Cinco is, and I don't know why there's this perception Chad, of the, Chad Johnson. Now. Or Chad Johnson, back. Ocho Cinco, you know, same difference, tomato, tomato. But he played. What's well, a man's name? He played nine years with with one team, which was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he also changed it though. Like, am I am I wrong? He also wanted to go by. I mean, I don't know if he legally changed it, but he no, changed the I back mean, of his jersey to Ocho Cinco. You got a good point, Joey. I'm, do, uh, but that's not the point I'm even trying to make. That's. The point I was trying to make is he, <laughs> he spent nine years with the Bengals and then one with the uh, New England Patriots, and that was pretty much the end of his career. But, I mean, a, a lot of these guys, some of these receivers that have that have already made it to the Hall of Fame have not really had any consistency as far as sticking with a franchise and staying with them for a long time, except maybe the very obvious big-name ones, you know, your, uh, your Jerry Rice, if you will, um, some other people, but... Terrell Owens was one of those guys that bounced around, and I, you know, it kind of gets a comparison to him, just you, m- specifically for his his personality. Do you think Chad Johnson would have ever knocked over a microphone like Jake just did? <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't think anyone would have noticed that until you pointed it's it. It's right out. on the live stream. I, I can't wait to go and watch <laughs> it. You know, that was a tough L, but I'm gonna take it like a champ. You're gonna bounce right back. Bounce right back. By the way, folks, we're taking donations. We're trying to get a webcam. If we don't want to go out of pocket for it, but I mean, if you want to donate, yes, help us. If um. <laughs> Your name will be attached to the webcam. Every time we open, we will say your name, webcam. It's like a building, but it's just a webcam. It's or also a desperate $50. <laughs> it's all we need. Whatever you want to call it, actually. We'll just say whatever you want. It, it's a desperate need because if I get a phone call, the live stream shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> which, which actually, if anyone noticed, <laughs> happened on Tuesday. Yeah, thanks, Montez. <laughs> Wait, was that Tez who called yeah, you? Yeah, it was Tez oh. who called me. <laughs> That's tough. That's Did you tough. tell him? No, I didn't tell okay. him. I, he's, he's hobbling around campus. I don't want to make him feel bad. All right, uh, that's fair. So um, where do you stand on, just to get back to the point, where do you stand on Chad Johnson getting in? Are you asking me or Fire? I'll ask both of you. Okay. Well, me, I'll go first uh, because Fire opened with it. Um, I think statistically to go over 10,000 yards receiving is a pretty big deal. Um, you haven't had a receiver comparative to running backs that has had over 2,000 yards in a season. The closest we've gotten – did uh did Antonio or not Antonio Brown did um Julio Jones break Calvin Johnson's he record? Got he got close. Eighteen hundred yards. He didn't okay. break the record. He no. got close. So the highest that we have right now is Calvin Johnson, who was nineteen hundred and something, and that's probably the closest we're going to get for a while. But I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up getting broken. For receivers that have already finished their careers, it's tough for them to really compete with current modern day receivers but I think that he has that resume of that older time receiver he's outperformed some guys he stuck it out with with one team for a majority of his career if it wasn't for some of his antics off the field um, I think people would be a little bit more enthusiastic about bringing him in but I frankly wouldn't be surprised if maybe not off the right off the bat but if 10 to 15 years down the line if they're desperate for some guys that they would take in Chad Johnson Keep in mind, he only played 11 seasons. So I have right here the top five wide receivers listed by Hall of Fame.com. Number one is Jerry Rice. He 20 years in the NFL with 22,000 receiving yards. Chris Carter, number is, two. I believe that's the record for career yards, is it? Yes. yes. Okay. And number two, Chris Carter with 16 years in the NFL with 13,000. Number three, Tim Brown, 17 years in the NFL with 14,000. Andre Reed, fourth, 16 years, 13,000. Art Monk, 16 years. 12,000, and Chad Johnson's got 11,000 with five years left on all these guys. Less than all these guys. Hey, Joe, let me bounce a name off you real quick. All right. Heinz Ward. 
Ooh, Hall of Fame. Wh- what are what are his stats? Twelve thousand. Wait, I want to hear from you though. What is your point? Don't 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 just oh, jump uh, out of this 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 conversation. Chad we'll get to Heinz Ward in a second. What do yeah. you think of Chad Johnson? <laughs> Chad Johnson won't get in the hall. You think so? I don't think he will. Oh, you don't think so? No, How he's come? not going to get in the hall. I just don't think. I think that the level of wide receiver talent has increased so much that there will be other wide receivers that are produced and they're going to be held to a higher standard. But we're talking about a different era. I'm looking at this list right now. Who is that that has 6,000 yards? Larry Centers? No clue who that is. I am I vaguely know who he is, and if I'm correct, he played before the 70s. If you want to look him up, that'd be perfect. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, but, you know, he's held to a different standard. I'm sure those 6,000 career receiving yards was a big deal back then okay well, so it's it's about an era that the era that he played in was in the in the transformation era from into this this elite passing offense type league that we're in now and he's one of the first superstar receivers that we've really seen in that modern era okay joe so will roddy white he make the hall fullback. of fame who was a fullback what are but what he, are, he's a he seventh he's, he's 17th on the nfl receiving list he has eleven thousand yards or uh yeah eleven thousand yards also well, he make the Hall of Fame. Heinz Ward, but how? Roddy White. How we'll get to Heinz Ward. How, later. how many? Uh, how many Not years? How many years did Roddy White play? He played from 2005 to 2016. So also 11 years. Yeah, I mean by those standards. <sighs> hmm. Real quick, real quick. I also do not think Chad Johnson will be in the Hall of Fame. There's wh- just wait, too why, much. Wait, wait, why'd you bring him up then? It's a good talking it's, it's point, good, Joe. Okay. He's put up big. Jeez. He's put up big numbers throughout his whole career. I just think there's too much talent these days in the NFL for wide receivers that are going into the Hall of Fame. All right. Well, I'm just going to stick with my point that I feel like if any anyone statistically hits over 10,000, that's a pretty big deal. We were talking about running backs doing it and that being a validation for them being in it. I just think that it, once you hit that that mark, you know, you've kind of built your resume, albeit though if they don't really do anything tremendous in the in the playoffs or doing anything crazy with their career win, maybe an AFC championship, NFC championship, if you will, you know, that's obviously going to impact them. It's going to be a slower process for them, but maybe 20 years after they finish, it's the time for them to get in. Man, I like the, the cut of fires jib right here. Let me just run one more name by a very similar stats to Chad Johnson. Ready? All right. I'm not going to tell you the name. You guys can guess the name and let's go tell you the stats. 12 years in the NFL, 11,000 yards, 65 touchdown catches. Played. You're gonna know if I say the name, but he played for Amer. He played for America's team. America's team. Retired. What, wait, what era? Is he retired? He is retired. Is he retired or unemployed? Retired. He. You see him on game day. Was oh, it Jason? Jason Wynn? Wynn? It's a first nope. ballot hall. Nope. Nope. No, I'm saying day. not Michael. Already, it's obviously not Michael Irvin. It is Michael Irvin. Okay. He's in the late. He's in the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm saying Chad Johnson's stats are oh, very oh, similar. Okay, okay, okay. okay, but the only reason the only reason why he's in it and making the argument over Chad Johnson is because he won what was it, two Super Bowls? Three. Three Super Bowls. He was a part of a franchise that won three Super Bowls. So those types of things are gonna outweigh statistics. He also had Troy Aikman. Who did, who does Chad Johnson have? He didn't well he, he had, had Carson, Palmer. Carson Palmer in his prime. Fair. <laughs> Although, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's be fair, though. Wait, wait, let's be fair, though. Carson Palmer was better towards the end of his career than he was really in his prime. He's not going mm. to the Hall of Fame. You don't think so? You don't think he was better at the Cardinals? Because I just remember when he was with the Bengals, you never thought, like, oh my God, Carson Palmer, elite quarterback. 
And then Dude, that's like comparing 2001 Kurt Warner to 2013 Kurt Warner. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Warner was kind of like well, was he when he was with, with the Cardinals, when he was with the Rams, that was probably his best point in time. But when he was, you know, there was a, a brief bit of period where he was really irrelevant, and then he went to the Cardinals. Same thing with Carson Palmer. I know that's what, uh, yeah. But okay, but Carson Palmer didn't have those incredible early years. He was always like a you know a decent quarterback, he was like top five dude. He was lighting it up. I want I want to see his numbers. All right, look up his numbers if you if you really feel like it. If you if gonna, you really want to get into Carson Palmer today. You know, actually, this is a good discussion. Do you think Carson Palmer has done anything to no even get no, in stiffing no, distance? No, 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 no. Okay, no. I don't even think he has. A, he might have like one or two Pro Bowl nods, and that's it. He hasn't won any significant playoff games. Forty-six thousand passing yards, two hundred ninety-four touchdowns. Impressive, impressive. One hundred eighty-seven interceptions. That's not that good of a number, that but um. He probably threw about but how many pro, how many how many Pro Bowls did he have? That's true. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say it right here. But his career record: ninety-two, eighty-eight, and one. Oh, that is Jeez. just an anti-clutch factor. Just man, is that just terrible? Yeah, he was never on an elite. That team. is just a defi- <laughs> he, was, he was never <laughs> on an elite team. The pure definition of average. Just. He's just sitting right at. Yeah, he he never really did anything to help his team. That's the only. That's what that was okay, the argument okay. that I was making. Are you sure? And then he's never he was, done anything to help. But his then team. no. But when he was with the Cardinals, was the point in time that he was really more impactful. So, you think Chad Johnson and T.J. Hushmanzada and Rudy Johnson would have been just as good without Carson Palmer? Um, I think they would have wouldn't be that terribly off. Oh my gosh! I mean, there's, uh, okay. There's a reason fine. why he kind of fell off. It's fine, Joe. All right. Actually, fine. In, so are we in 2015 and 2016? He threw for the most passing yards in his career, in his career. So that proves my point, does it not? That proves my point, does it not? I'm sorry, Smoke. <laughs> no, it's all, right. it's all right. I'm not the least bit worried about Carson Palmer. I don't even know how. I can't. I I don't even know how we I, got to yeah, talk about Carson I, Palmer. I know it was kind of a bit of a. Uh, Do we want to uh, um, a side conjecture? But can I can I bring up my guy though that I was coming? Yeah, in let's with? hear your guy. Um, let's hear your guy. My person that I was coming in with Come on, guy. was also a controversial person. Oh, gosh. He had a very uh, um, interesting mentality get when it came to certain Joe. things. I, I like to give a little you know, preface, but Ricky Williams, who bounced around a little bit in his career, I believe he's either right under the 10,000-yard mark or right over it. I don't know exactly, but for a long period of time... He, He's actually at 10,000. Okay. For a period of time, and he bounced around a lot, he was considered to be probably one of the best running backs in the league until he kind of had that, that falling out with his marijuana problems that ended up being the downfall of him. But I just felt that he was a very versatile guy, won the Heisman, came from Texas, and any team that he joined, he was really an impactful presence and I don't. I think that that someone like that who's able to impact the team in the run game, it, it you know it should be able to be in the Hall of Fame. So you're giving the nod to Ricky Williams. I again, it's another guy that I wouldn't give it to him right now. But when they're you know when they're looking for some guys that are more down the line in their path, 15 years maybe. If if Terrell Davis can be in it, he can. I disagree. All right. I also disagree. All right. I also I, think I, the running back position is 
way overvalued. I agree with that. And mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of guys that can tote the rock. James Conner, lighten it up for Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell, what's happening there? Where's he going? Wait, let's let's stick to the point. I, 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 don't Me and him have had shouting matches, like literally like face-to-face. We can't start talking about Le'Veon Bell. We've turned off listeners by our Le'Veon Bell conversations. Yes, yes I'm sure we have. <laughs> so what, what you want to uh, you want to jump to uh, Jake flailing his arms around about the Red Sox? Or you want to go to Heinz Ward real quick? Well, he didn't even. I didn't even get the full point on Ricky Williams. I oh know. no, he's not going to be. He's Josh Gordon factor. You can't be an absentee player. But he was only absentee at the end of his career. Josh Gordon was absentee at the beginning of his oh, career. Oh, okay. So that makes. Gosh, I can't wait till. Yeah, but next, imagine I can't put, wait till our next talk about Josh Gordon, right. and I'm going to bring that right up. You're okay. honestly, you're honestly telling me you can see Ricky Williams wearing that gold jacket walking across the stage. I think that somebody that was impactful and a presence in their career, they should be somebody in in, in the era in which they played. They should be in the Hall of Fame. I think that's what the Hall of Fame is indicative of. It brings in guys that changed the 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 face of the game. That they weren't just there for the ride, but rather changed the whole or the whole National Football League, changed the organizations that they were a member of. And I think he has some pretty Im- impressive stat lines in his career. Yeah, I'm seeing the uh, 2007 stat line from Ricky Williams where he had uh, 15 yards. He also only played one game, so. <laughs> but he, uh, all right, wait. I need to look over this. <laughs> Go ahead. Give it to, to Joe. His 2002 season, Okay, incredible. 2002, look 1,853 yards. That is an incredible season from running back. 16 touchdowns. 16 touchdowns. And then we also have the next year, 1,300. He had, I believe, the uh, yeah the next two years he had the, the substance abuse problems. But then in 2009, he had 1,100 yards. So for a majority of his career, he was considered to be a guy that could get 1,500-plus yards, 1,200-plus yards in a season. Might as well just throw Chris Johnson in the Hall of Fame, too. Well, where does Chris Johnson sit as far as? He's right around the 10,000 mark. Did he ever hit it though? But I, I, I would actually, if anything, I would give Chris Johnson more of a nod over him because he had the two thousand yard season. There's very few guys that have done that. I'm a big Chris Johnson guy, so I'm gonna. I, it's hard for me to say uh, nine thousand six hundred fifty-one. So well, we got, got a comment. Who commented? He's only got fifty-five touchdowns. No, that's just a uh, a viewer checking in. Oh, signing on the uh, broadcast. Okay, you can find us going live each week on Periscope at GTTP Podcast on Twitter. And I reiterate, we're trying to upgrade our production value. So if you want to donate the webcam, <laughs> name the net webcam whatever you name want. Name whatever you want. Yes. Does not matter. Um, keep it somewhat um reasonable. We nope, can't have anything. It ups- can be completely unreasonable. Okay, okay. You know we can't do that <laughs> because there's certain words that are, that need to be avoided. Um, I think that's pretty clear. But I think you wanted to, you know, get a little rant out of Jake Fire though. Oh yeah, Jake. Well, let me just let me just say that this is my uh, my favorite time of the year and. Uh, my favorite month, actually, it's uh, it's Brocktober. Oh my goodness! Red Sox Come suck. On. I'm gonna say it before you even get to it. First goodness cycle goodness. in MLB postseason history. Clap it up for Brock. Clap it up for Brock. Put him in the Hall of Fame. I really oh wish I knew more about baseball goodness. and I could argue with you, but I don't. It was a dominant performance. He had a good series. I mean, his, no. ho- his home run was off of a catcher, <laughs> but uh, you know what? A cycle is a cycle. And, you know, the Red Sox, I've been hearing since since August about how the Yankees are a postseason team and the Red Sox aren't built to make that postseason run. The bullpen is too shallow. All of this nonsense from Joe Kenny, another player on the team. 
and uh, <laughs> I think know, he was a little hurt. We got we got a new manager. You know, we um, we stepped up to the plate this year. JD Martinez, stud, is <laughs> hitting absolute <laughs> dingers. Chris Sale, postseason. People said he hasn't done well. Stud. David Price is pretty trash. We'll get to him. That's fair. We'll get to him. Okay. I, I'm just glad that you assume that. I mean, that, I knew he was going to get absolutely shelled. They took him out in an inning and a third. Just <laughs> probably the right move. <laughs> Let him three runs in an inning, pretty much. So, what are you going to do, Dave? And uh, now he's starting game two against Houston. Series two. You, you realize that. And I stand by this point. Yeah. The Red Sox would not have won that series if Aaron Boone wasn't such a boneheaded. I I was going to use a different word, but I can't use it. But it, you wouldn't have won that series if he wasn't boneheaded in his, in his decision making. Aaron Boone is the reason why the Yankees lost. What was a bad decision that was made? I mean, the way he handled the pitching rotation, Severino got lit up, and he and he kept him in. He actually didn't know what time the game was starting. Who did? Aaron Boone? Severino. Oh, Severino? Yes, yeah, so we didn't well, warm up enough in time. But, but the whole point I'm trying to make, Shelled. though, is that Aaron Aaron <laughs> Boone was brought in for the Yankees with with really high expectations. They got rid of Girardi. If Girardi was, was managing that game, it would have been a much different situation. Yankees won 100 games this year. Yes. That is an accomplishment in itself. It's an accomplishment, but I'm saying they completely dropped the ball because they had no playoff experience in their in their management. When it counted, when they needed it, and it cost them. You don't think so? I agree. I also think big-time players didn't step up for the Yankees. Giancarlo Stanton. Don't even get me started with what him. What a miss. Labor Torres. What a miss. I mean, Aaron Judge did decent. Yeah, he he held his end of the bargain for, yeah. for the Yankees. But uh, So, Jake, are you... I'm assuming you're reasonably terrified of Houston. They have some... Strong right-handed power hitters, and left field in both Houston and and Boston are not that deep. <laughs> the only thing Boston has, we got a little more height on our left field. Line. I would have thought you'd be a little bit more afraid of the pitching staff that that Houston boasts. Yeah, Jake. you got Verlander, you got Keuchel. Let me uh, let me break down the projected first four game pitching matchups between Houston and Boston. This is going to be scary. Game one, Justin Verlander versus Chris Sale. Probably going to be a classic game. Awesome pitching matchup. Mm-hmm. Game two, Garrett Cole for Houston versus David Price. So you guys are forfeiting game two. Game <laughs> three, Rick Porcello versus Dallas Keuchel. That's a good matchup right there. And then game four, Nathan Eovaldi versus Charlie Morton. Evaldi. Evaldi played extremely well. Evaldi did have a good series. And that's 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 it. So um, a thing that they were talking about is in the 2013 – Series or the last series that David Rice pitched in for playoffs, he came in. David as a, Rice, I said David Price. Oh, okay. Really? Th- this is David. the one thing that I hate that Sean does <laughs> is like he tries to point out when you make a mistake. You can point. I encourage you to point out when I make All mistakes. Right. Anyways, no. you can. I'm not going to do that. Well, I don't want a listener thinking that Jake is talking about a guy named All right. David All right. Rice. Okay, well, but I'm talking about yesterday or on Tuesday when you tried to correct me when I quickly said the word heel and you thought I said. I was trying to say he will, and you said he'll. Sorry, Jake, I didn't well, interrupt you. Go ahead. Well, baseball, my grammar joke. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Relax. Well, we, we want to get any, into we conjunctions. Have, we we have, could talk about conjunctions. No, all day. we're not talking about conjunctions. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> right, so David go Price ahead. was in the 2013. I don't even know what series it was and what, what year it was, but uh, he came in as a relief pitcher and actually got a couple wins. He did pretty well as a relief pitcher. So, is that the route the Red Sox have to take? Bring him in from the bullpen, because you know. I don't like him as a starter. 
I don't even really like him as a reliever, but um, <laughs> you got you got to put him somewhere. Yeah, I don't think he could do what the Rays did and just go use, all bullpen. Yeah, go all bullpen. And the yeah. the A's tried to do it against the Yankees, just did terribly worked out for them. Did not work at all. Yeah, but the Yankees were also just better than the A's. Yeah, I mean everyone's rooting for the A's. Yeah, but it, they were the Yankees were just super. I, I was rooting for the Yankees. Really, I wanted that matchup. I, I just that, that's so good for baseball. Yankees, Red Sox. You kidding me? I feel like any baseball fan was really pulling for that to happen. It, yeah. it, it was a really good matchup, and who, it didn't end up playing who, up to who the wants bargain. To see the Oakland Athletics play the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, exactly. Come on, New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox history. New York versus Boston. Boston comes out on top in most categories. Oh, really? Besides the Giants, which I do not like to talk about. Oh, so you don't want to talk about Boston versus New York sports? Oh, I 100 percent want to talk about that. Let's get it ripping. You're already wrong before you. Joe, I'll your give points. you. I'll give you the floor. Okay. I will give you to the floor. Listeners know that I'm from Virginia, so I do not have a dog in this fight. I despise both of these men's sports teams through all categories. Real quick for anybody that's watching, rocking the TB12 hat. was going to come in a suit, but uh, went business casual with the TB12 hat. How was that business casual? Explain to me how that is business casual. Because Tom Brady is just such a superior person that even wearing any of his gear... Put you in a business yeah. mindset. You're, you're ready to rock. You're, you're ready hired. To rock. You're good. <laughs> All right. I, I honestly encourage you to show up to your first job when they tell you to dress business casual. Anywhere in Massachusetts wearing a TB12 hat? You probably get hired on an interview. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So where, how do you want to go? How do you want to say hey, I'm this? giving you guys the floor. Boston versus New York sports. Joe, I want you to make your pitch first. Okay. Basketball you obviously have. You without a doubt have. I'm not going to argue with that. The Celtics are a storied franchise. The New York Knicks are just terrible. I don't even count the Nets in that argument. Um, hockey, I think that's pretty even. I'm not a Rangers fan. I'm not going to include the, the Devils in this conversation, even though I'm a Devils fan. But we're talking Rangers and we're talking Bruins. I think that the Rangers are always going to have the number of the Bruins. And right now, the Rangers aren't doing that well. They've been struggling. And the Bruins have you know consistently been well throughout the past few years. And But at the end of the day, if you look at their two histories – I'm curious to see how many Stanley Cups they both had back-to-back. They're two of the original teams, but I think the edge just slightly goes to the Rangers. The Islanders also, I think, should be played in the mix, who have been hot at certain points in their, their tenure before being an expansion team in the 80s. And then football-wise, what we're talking about here, I understand the Patriots have been probably one of the best teams over the past decade and a half, but without a doubt, the Giants have just straight-up dominated them when it counts. When they're both contending teams, the Giants have come out ready to play and have taken down what is considered to be some insurmountable, formidable foe that is the New England Patriots. Some would say the Jets have also. I mean, in back-to-back in, AFC championships. In, well, yeah, you can count cringe. you can count those AFC championship games, but I mean, even when the Jets have struggled, there have been seasons in which um, the Jets have come in and knocked off the Patriots in key games, and they've beaten them out, and. You know, frankly, the way that I look at it, I, as much as the, the Patriots have done well recently, I think both of those franchises as a whole have had a, you know, the number of the New England Patriots and have always come to play against them. And then ba- baseball's, uh, baseball, obviously, the Yankees have more championships than the, uh, so the let Red me, Sox. Let, let me throw my uh, okay. two cents in. So the Yankees obviously have more championships because nobody was playing baseball 
I mean, there was there was, there was some teams baseball, but the competition <laughs> there was not as much competition as there is today. Fair. Wait, wait, wait. Does that say that the the? Never mind. You make the point because that's that's an atrocious difference in comparison. No, I total, already won. A no, total, total I'm saying, Yes. <laughs> I didn't even know that number coming into this. I'm saying <laughs> you win solely off of the fact that the New York Yankees back in the day oh had Joe DiMaggio, Babe Ruth, Yogi Berra. Hey, you gave the Yankees Babe Ruth. You know what? <laughs> good point, Joe. Like that's fine. Like, good, good, good point. For, it was good for baseball. Made the Yankees who they are. I don't really care. Back back in the day, so I think you should sounds care. Like, sounds like you care. The curse, it sounds the like curse you're salty. The, we reversed that curse in 04 when we came Enough back. It took a while. It took a while. It took a while. Hey, a curse is a curse is really just a bad excuse for for not being good. A lot of curses have been broke recently. <laughs> we had the, uh, and the, the Cubs Bi- have just Billy sucked. Goat, <laughs> Billy Goat got reversed with the Cubbies. Congratulations to them, even though that was a year ago. But uh, recently, in the recent years, the past since 2000, Boston has been. Since my lifetime, born in '99, Boston has been superior in every sports field, and I'll—I don't even know how to say that. I don't even know how to word that correctly. Every facet of sports. Sure. There you go. That sounds good to me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just pure dominance. I mean, five Super Bowls from the Patriots appeared in eight. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? From 2000. Okay, I'm sure you could agree at this point, but. I'm, it's pretty obvious that franchises will fluctuate from periods of success to not success and failure. And it's merely for the reason that they'll bring in a young team, they'll draft well, they'll bring in the right free agents, and they'll perform well for a long period of time until they lose those key figures that have been with the team for a long time, whether it's retirement, whether it's injury, whether it's trades or free agency. And once that period ends, there's a very long period of struggle until they can get back to where they were. So what I'm saying to that point, and whenever I hear this point that like, oh, Boston sports has done really well recently compared to New York sports. Well, that's true. But I think in a few years when Tom Brady's gone, the Celtics are still going to be good. But um, if I'm correct, the, the Bruins are a relatively old team. They've got a lot of good young players, but they're a relatively old team. Uh, the Red Sox have absolutely no farm system. And then um, what? What other sports? Uh, sports am I thought, I'm missing? Well, I mean, I, 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 I already said four. Yeah, I already said the Celtics. But once that that phase goes away, it's going to be a complete flip. It's going to be a complete flip because the Giants are only getting younger. As soon as Eli Manning's out, they're going to be in that rebuild stage with the right quarterback at the helm. Whether it's this year Who's or that? next year, Who's that quarterback that's going to be right for the helm? They don't have him yet. If they're going to be smart, they're going to wait two years to take one. I'm not, I've I've talked about this topic too many times, but um. Giants are on the right track. Mm. The Knicks have been slow to get on the right track, but mm. if they can find some people to play with Porzingis, mm. and if they actually know how to learn how to tank properly like, in basketball, I actually like Kristaps. Stop ad- advocating for the tank in like, basketball. It's the only way you can win. Do you know how the Warriors put together their team? Is through tanking, but I'm not, I'm not going to get to that. I can I hate when you talk about okay, the glory sh- of the tank. Let me get let the me tank get. is the worst thing I in all ha- professional sports. It diminishes it. the sport and the competitiveness I level. I hate tanking, but it, it is in some situations it's the only way to perform and, and and return around a franchise. But that's not what I was getting at. And the Yankees are also a very young team because they have a young tour uh a young core of Torres, Glavier Torres, Aaron Judge, um oh my god, I'm completely blank. Gary Sanchez. Name. I don't really count Sanchez. Who's the uh, okay, one guy cool. that they just brought up? Uh, Gregorius? Uh, not Didi. Didi's kind of on the older side. I'm completely breaking out his name. I'd say he's young enough to be uh, 
big factor for the Yankees to an extent. But I'm I'm compl- what is his name? No, um, Brett Gardner. God, Brett Gardner. No, CC Sabathia's about to turn to dust the next pitch he throws. Um, besides the point, I'm gonna probably remember his name after the show. All these teams Bartolo are very Colon. young. It's not Bartolo Colon. He's not even on the Yankees. <laughs> Once these these franchises get in the right direction, they're going to be outperforming Boston sports again, like it has done in the past fifty-seven to thirty-seven. Boom. Let me just tell you, Joey. I agree with you, and I am a, <laughs> oh. I am afraid for the future. As soon as I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I don't <laughs> this know. is a new tactic. That, that, needs, that needs to be the show title name: "Afraid for the Future." I just don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen. I just Fire, don't know what's going to happen. We might give you your own show just with that, just so you can have that title: Tom's "Afraid for the Future." When, Jake Fire. When, when Tom Brady, TB12, the goat, retires, <laughs> Bill Belichick's probably out the door as well. Oh, he's going to retire without a doubt. I just don't know. You think that cyborg can live without football? <laughs> I think he's going to be one of those people that <laughs> he's an alien. He's, no, he's going to his life source. He's going to retire and then come back. He's going to be one of those coaches. It's going to retire. It's going to be a year. He's probably going to into a bunch of fights with his girlfriend because he hates just sitting at home. I and want then he's going to be like, "I'm coming back." I wanted to be an ESPN personality so badly, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my, just to have. Are him you in the kidding booth. me, dude? It'd be it, the quickest show oh, of all was time. That <laughs> oh, was terrible. And um, <laughs> just so every it, mean and blunt. I could just so see them great. at the round table. They're doing game picks. And then they get to him at the end, and he's just really pessimistic, really just quiet. I, I just want to see him annoyed on on screen all the There'd time. There'd be awkward silences every time he talked. <laughs> and uh, you know, we, we we had we had our guy, we, Jimmy Jimmy G. We had him right there. Mm. But you know, I'm not going to talk about that that topic too much. It's been talked about incessantly for the past year, but um, you can't do that to Tommy. You can't kick him off the team. So. Uh, we just got to see how it goes. So, Jake, did you end up listening to last week's episode with Miles? Um, yeah, you negative, did. Negative. You did negative? Okay, this will make that. Didn't do your that'll make this so much better. Okay. All right, Jake. So you Our claim, viewers know what's about to you happen. You claim to be a Boston sports fan, right? Oh, man. He, oh, All right. You guys going to throw some weird stats at me that no, I no, should we're know? Just, uh, I mean, it's just, we're just wondering, you know. You, I mean, oh, just, real quick, real quick, how did, how, how did Miles do in this department? He uh, went 0 for 4. Oh, yeah, he went 0 for 4. Okay, that's fine. But he also but he also complained at us for the questions we asked As long as he went 0 for all right, all right. That's, uh, <laughs> 0% is still 0%, regardless of how many questions you ask, so let's give it a rip. All right, Jake. Wait, do I get the answer, too, like last time? Um, Yeah, Joe. Jake we'll, gets his answer, hold on, hold on, and then hold on, hold on. How, come, how come that was not in the, um, in the script that you sent Because me? we're surprising you with this. The whole point is that gotcha. when we we're gonna bring a guest on and they have no clue it's coming and we're hitting them with this with this. We don't want you to know the answers ahead of time and look gotcha it up. Gotcha journalism. What? <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's get All it right Jake. Who is the career leader in points for the Celtics? Bill Russell. Eh. Larry Bird. Eh. Bill Havlicek. Ooh. Havlicek. What's it, how how far off? Wait, it's pronounced Havlicek, right? I don't know. Dude. It's Havlicek. Celtics. Stink. Wait, there's is this no the time where I know how to Bill pronounce Russell's the name and you not. don't? I think this might be one of the few times. Write that down, folks. <laughs> Hold on, I I have to look that up because that is wild. <laughs> I'll let you look it up. All right, go ahead. All right, me, well, me and Sean will talk. Sean, how you doing today? Doing all right. It's rainy. My cornhole game might get rained out. I'm hoping. Really? I need it to be moved into West Gen. I can't, I have to play today. Okay. Right, so Bill Russell has. 14,522 total points. Right. What? Havlicek? <laughs> Bill Havlicek. Havlicek. Whatever. 
He was Gosh, very, he was very good in the old white NBA when I everyone even was spell short. his last name. H-A-V-L-E. That's not it. I-C-K. Just, just do that. Just type in Celtics leading scorer all time. You're making this way too complicated. Jeez. You lost, Fire. You're, you're, first of all, you're 0 for 1, and now you're just killing time with dead air <laughs> typing on the computer. Okay, we're, get, we're getting there. All right, thanks, Fire. Gosh, killer. Okay, we're killer done. radio we're right done. here. We're done. Killer. Next question. He's got, he's got 26,000 points. It's John Havlicek. Oh, my bad. Get your stats away. <laughs> I had no idea you were talking about My bad. Did you get it right? Um, no, you didn't get it right. Okay, okay next one. Next question. Who was the last Red Sox player to win AL Rookie of the Year? Dustin Pedroia. Oh. Did he get it? He got it right, yes. That's too easy of a question. Why would you ask that? Oh, damn it. And hello, everybody. Thank you for the point there. Jake Fire up uh, one and two for the day. Actually, I'm not up, but um, one I'm for two. Okay. Who is the Patriots season leader in rushing yards? Hmm. I I know I want to say a name so bad, but I don't think it's right. I think I know it. Is it recent? You'll get your chance. Okay. Stop. Just yeah, yeah. I, how many questions can I ask? None. You can't just ask any. Answer the question. Right. If you know, is, you know, if you're a real Boston sports fan, you should know. This. Yeah. Who is Corey Dillon? It is Corey Dillon. Jesus. Boom. Two for three. Sean. Sean. Which current baseball team was once located in Boston? The Boston Braves. Which are now the? Atlanta Braves. Wow. Three for four. Fire's on fire. We made this too easy for him. Okay, Jake. Final question. List the oldest to newest sports franchises in Boston from date of founding. Oldest is the Boston Red Sox. Boston Bruins? Continue. <laughs> so just, no, just give your right, final. I'm not going to tell you. you give just your have to final. Just it. make your four. Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, Patriots. Jake Fire is four for five on the day. Jesus. Jake, you are a Boston sports fan. Thank you very much. We can confirm that 80%. I actually want to hear Gardia's questions. Give me a stab at those. Oh, we, we asked him. We. Actually, no. Let's ask him. <laughs> ask him Gardia's questions without telling him. I just want to get. I, I, I just want to get. Gardia's questions one. without telling him. I don't know if I. I think I might have deleted no, the file. No, no, you didn't. What do you mean I didn't delete pretty, the file? I, I saw I it saw, the other day. I just saw the Gardia file on the uh, on the screen. Did you open it? Hold on. Hold on. All right, we're gonna we're gonna pull because it, it's not what you think. It's not in in really in relation to what they're very different differently. Well, Miles structured Gardia questions. is a rube. So obviously we had to give him rubbish questions. He tried to he tried to make the argument he tried to make the argument that we were hitting an area that he doesn't know okay. and it wasn't fair. Uh, I just want to get one I just want to get one of his questions correct. Did you find them? I have not found Good them yet, Joe. Okay. I didn't know you were gonna spring this on me here. Alrighty. Get into it, get into it. You know what? No, we're not doing this. I think I, I know. Have okay. Wait, All right. Wait. What is you have the it? most grown animal in California? Or, or like, what is the most domestically produced animal? If that makes any more sense, I guess that was what the question was. For Gardia, yeah, we asked that to Gardia. 
So that's not really sports related, but um, no, n- none no, of them the, were. No, they were all about Cali- California. His identity is California, so we that had to. True. We we asked him these questions, <laughs> and then he goes, "Well, that's Northern California. No, 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 no that's Southern California. <laughs> or they like, I'm from Northern California. Hey, I'm not Sean, from Southern. Do you know how big California is? I don't know the rat. Is it a rat? That's a poor. That's a poor <laughs> guy. A <laughs> rat. L.A. You know, I mean, it's not a valley. It's such a small <laughs> microcosm of uh, California. What is it? That was a, by the way, that wasn't a knock on California. It was just. Uh, I think that was a really, you know, indirect. Wow. Just California has a lot of Shit very, very big cities. And Sorry for cursing. I mean, Gosh, I feel like. Joe. No, but we're talking about they domestically produce them in like. Sell, wait, did you tell me the answer? I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, I told him the answer. Okay, yeah, it was like domestically produced. They grow turkeys and export them. Hey, Joe. Oh, I thought you just meant what, like. The the most and like how many of the most species of animals live in the state? Hey Joe, you want to stop messing with those cords, buddy? It, it would really mean a lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's gonna be a my, no. Hitting my legs. I too. need. Have you, we, yeah, I, I'm just. I'm holding we, mine because he's gonna yank the headphones off of my. Head. I'm gonna do it right when we finish. <sighs> all right. Have we hit all all? Uh, all I think facets? we've hit all the topics. Uh, Hall of Famers got that done. Jake Fire screaming about the Red Sox got that done. You guys had a pretty nice debate, Boston. New York sports, and then Fire did prove that he's a Boston sports fan. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's our yeah, that's our outline. You're, you're already <laughs> Jake had a, a pretty good first day, considering he's you know when the, we our goal for those questions were each week to not have someone answer them right and see how long we can go, and we're already the second show in, and you're four for five. So you know, big props to you for that. Yeah, I'd love to be back at some point, but uh, we'll see we'll how it happen. goes. But, we'll uh, uh, we'll make it happen. Jake, do you have any uh, social media to plug for the people if they want to show you some love? You know, I'm gonna follow this account, and uh, you've probably seen some content updates from me because I'm never gonna leave this place, if, even if I'm. <laughs> even <laughs> if we're just gonna keep coming back. Even here, if you can't hear me, I'm gonna be standing in the glass door in the background <laughs> watching. Hey, what's up, fellas? Are you ready to record the next edition of Get think, to the Point? Actually, you should, you should put a poll up. Put a poll for your viewers. Should I open up? Every time with the hello, everybody. Welcome back to Get to the Point. And then we'll just kick you out right after you're done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all, like, all right, get, get out now. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I'll stay in for the first topic of conversation. Just a weekly. Then, oh, and then you just eventually the work road. your way into the full <laughs> third seat. Well, I, I, you know I'm sure I, you guys know how uh, CBS Sports does the thing where they like randomly cut to a different uh, uh, radio personality in like a different state and they t- like have them talk about like a random topic. Maybe CBS we, Sports Update with Boomer Esiason. Yeah, like that, like that. Like they do with Boomer. <laughs> like they do with they do with Boomer, and then they do it. Um, the WFAN does it with someone. I'm keep completely they forgetting do it who. Everywhere, but who we would like to get a uh, closing remark from you though. You know what? What do you have for the people that are listening? What do you want to give them? Anything in regards to anything you want. Tell them what you want. You know your thoughts, your feelings. That's way too, way too broad. I don't. I really think it's pretty. Know. I, I okay, think how about series prediction between the Red Sox and the Astros? Oh, that's a good one. I like. It's not fun. It's gonna go to uh, seven. Astros win. You have no faith in the Red Sox. I have faith in the Red Sox, but the Astros are just loaded top to bottom. That is down. the first time I've heard a Boston Red Sox fan. Let me just, let me just give losing. you one more stat of the batting average. Oh, he's pulling a Gardia. Oh. <laughs> he's pulling oh. a Gardia close. Bregman, 556. Gonzalez, 538. White, 500. Springer, 429. And Springer also has three home runs, so killing it. Reddick, 333. And then Altuve, 286. So that is just a absolutely... Is that versus Boston or versus in the last series? That's against Cleveland. Oh, okay. But uh, 
we're gonna have trouble. We're gonna have trouble. I think it's gonna be it's gonna have to be an offensive scoring series for the Red Sox if they want to pull the dub. All right. Thank you, Jake. Thank you for coming out today. Sean, take it away. Close yeah, thank it you. Uh, if you would like to get more content and information on our brand new Pointless Podcast and follow up on our Tuesday regularly scheduled podcast, follow us on Twitter at GTTP Podcast. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, wherever you want to find us. Just type in, get to the point, you can find us. And if you want to interact with us, please do. I am so tired of tweeting. Joe is so tired of tweeting, begging you all to interact with us. That's very true. <laughs> also, very, let me, just, true. Let me just add that I was uh, I was a little nervous coming on the show at first. Right when the music played, I was like, whoa. <laughs> this is legit. <laughs> this is legit. I can hear hey, myself baby, talking. This is not some low-rate production. We got high-tech equipment. We use the highest yep. quality audio software there is. Get that webcam. Yeah. Little, uh, oh, yeah. Step. Next, next thing you know, we're going to studio. My iPhone 7. <laughs> <laughs> we're either going on Twitch or we're going on Periscope, whatever, whatever we can get the... Uh, Widest audience. Next thing you know, we'll be in Boston in a studio next to 98.5. Yeah. We'll take over that market. Yeah. Fire smoke show. Fire and smoke. Damn, wow. I'm already getting Love to have Joe produce that. Love to have you with oh, us. No. It's like, it's no. Like, no. They only no. say, like, it's, just, it's like no. Felger and Mads. No. Gresh and Zoe. You know, it's like two two names. Like. Well, I mean, WFAN has um, uh, CMB, which is uh, uh, Chris Carlson, um, Maggie, I forget her last name, and nice. uh, Bart Scott. So, I mean, there are threes. Fire, smoke, the Fire Smoke De Leon show. Screw you. <laughs> fire, <laughs> fire and Smoke work so well. Just fire if you had, if you were so like, well. if your nickname was like Soot or Ash, or, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be perfect. Wind. Chimney. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, then, about, <laughs> what about like depression? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I don't even know why I laughed at the last one. That's funny. <laughs> Disappointment. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're closing it out on a high note, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and be ready uh, next Tuesday for our Tuesday episodes. Thanks for coming out, Fire. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me.